1: avoid that label, we swing too far in the other direction. He'll explain as we spend two minutes with Tony.
2: There is this false view, well, that's their business. I don't judge. Okay, let's get this straight. You are not supposed to judge preferences. But you are to judge principles. It's not that you don't judge at all. That's a misunderstanding. You judge principles. You don't tell your children, well, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I don't judge. (laughs) Nor do you want your kids bringing foreign ideas into your home because those other folk are not their parents. This is God's house. He doesn't want foreign ideas being communicated in the house. A lot of folk don't understand church. The job of the church is not to bring the world's ideas into the church. That's not the job of the church. The job of the church is to bring God's word to its members, whether or not it agrees with the word out there. A lot of folk only want church to be made spiritually comfortable, not to be spiritually corrected. And unless you come to be corrected, as well as inspired. You have misunderstood. And so what we wind up doing is going to dull church.
1: But the Bible says God's word is like a sword, sharp enough to do surgery on our souls. Learn more in Tony's CD series, The Jesus Challenge, available at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. If you don't do what I say, I'll take your lunch money. You can imagine a bully saying that to a student in school, but you probably can't imagine the federal government saying that to public schools. But that may happen. The Biden administration's Department of Food and Nutrition Service, an agency within the USDA, announced that it will strip funding for school lunches if the school does not adopt the administration's transgender policies. This would require trans students the use of bathrooms, locker rooms, and showers. As I've mentioned in previous commentaries, the Biden administration decided to change the the definition of Title IX of the word sex. Federally funded educational institutions are prohibited from discrimination on the basis of sex.
0: Just Without All right. Welcome to the core. We had some uh, technical difficulties there. That was Kirby Anderson's spot point of view uh, that you were hearing on the program. Uh, my name is Walker Wildman. This is AFA at the core. We were coming into the show pretty hot and uh, my mic stopped working. So my mic stopped working and I couldn't hear the feed. Uh, so Bobby pulled in some some uh, some pre-recorded spots there uh, just to get us to a point where we got everything working. So uh, thanks for joining AFA at the Core. We're about three minutes into our first segment here on the show. Glad to have you with us on the network. My name is Walker Wildman. This is AFA at the Core. Hey, if you want to uh, listen to the audio live, you can do so through multiple avenues, through multiple means. One way is to go to our website, AFR.net. You can live stream the audio there, AFR.net. You can uh, also download the AFR app on your smartphone, on your tablet device. However you want to download the app, you can do so uh, to listen live. And then uh, lastly, we do upload the podcast. We do upload the show afterwards. After the fact, we upload uh, the show in the form of a podcast and we push that out Wherever you listen to podcasts, we push it out on multiple platforms. So we try to make uh, listening to the core here on American Family Radio as convenient as possible. Well, uh, jumping into our scripture for the week, we are in Psalm chapter 27. Psalm chapter 27. Let's let's look at verse 1 today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's verse 1 there. Well, what I want to point out today is that David says, the first part of verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And, you know, today, and this is true throughout all generations, as humans and as, as flesh, we... Like to be fearful. Uh, Some say, well, I don't like to be fearful. Well, let's put it this way. Our flesh tends to fear things, all right? Whether we like to or not, like is probably not the right right word there. But as humans, we tend to allow fear to creep into our lives. And you can, uh, people fear different things. Some people fear financial difficulties. Some people fear... Physical things. Uh, some people fear other people. Some people fear, you know, failure. Uh, so you got all kind of things, uh, all, all kind of situations and predicaments of fear. But you know, David says, "The Lord, the Lord's my light; the Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" So I just want to encourage anyone who struggles with fear, struggles with anxiety. David says, the Lord is his light, the Lord is his salvation, whom shall he fear? And when we look at, when we, when we do our best to look at things through an eternal perspective, when we, we, when we do our best to look at things through the lens of Scripture, uh, it, it really does bring things into perspective to where we don't fear the things of this world, to where we don't fear the things of this world. And, and God makes it clear in his word that he doesn't desire for believers to fear anything or anyone but himself. God wants us to fear one person alone, one thing alone, and that is God Almighty. That's who we should fear. We should not have fear uh, for anything else but God alone. There is uh, Fear is a healthy thing, but we've got to fear the right thing, And Scripture says that what we should fear is God and his judgment and his uh, eternal judgment. So that's what we should fear. So fear is a good thing. Fear is healthy. But we got to make sure that we fear the right thing. Well, what what are we supposed to fear? God alone. Uh, Jumping into our show for today, some of our items. We are going to have my brother on with us next segment. He's on each each, uh, Wednesday of the week. Uh, Wesley Wildman, he's going to be on with us next segment. We're going to talk about a Men of Honor program that we're running here at AFA and that we want you to know about so that you can uh, handle and you can maybe deploy this uh, program at your local church, at your local community. Last segment, we're going to have on a special guest, Kay Rubikek. She is an author, filmmaker, TV show host, and she wrote a book, Who Are China's Walking Dead?, And she's an expert on all things China and Chinese Communist Party. So we're going to talk to Kay Rubeck uh, last segment about her experience dealing with China and uh, why Americans should not desire to be communist and socialist. Well, the uh, economy is is on a deep dive. Uh, We've got uh, a breaking story today that, is making its rounds, and that is that uh, we have officially entered a recession. We have uh, officially entered a technical recession. The uh, A recession, economists consider—this is out of PJ Media, this report— economists consider the economy to be in a recession when there is zero or negative growth for two consecutive quarters or more. And that's what we've gotten in the first half of 2022. The story goes on to say that the economy shrank, shrank at an annual rate of 1.5% from January through March. That was the first quarter. Um, and then we've got a story today out uh, out of the Atlanta Fed or the Federal Reserve in Atlanta tracking the quarter two GDP 0%. 0% growth, which is no growth at all. <laughs> 0%. And then this... Uh, this analyst says we're effectively in a technical recession and so that's a quarter 2 gdp numbers uh, making the rounds in the media today so we'll continue to keep an eye on that but you know um the the market's been been uh, in a in a very negative predicament in recent weeks and recent months um and the, the 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 policies of the biden administration are disastrous the um, Biden administration, you know, that there's been this this long term war on oil, war on natural gas, war on coal. And Al Gore, Bill Gates, Joe Biden and their whole crew have been leading the charge to demonize fossil fuels. And if you use fossil fuels, if you produce fossil fuels, if you emit CO2, you're a bad human, you're damaging the planet, and you should be ashamed of yourself. That's been the narrative, that's the the winning talking point for the left. And they've been doing this for decades now. I mean, Al Gore's been grifting on this climate change hoax since when I was born. All right? And he's also the creator of the internet. (laughs) So... Um. Uh, so so the left's been leading, leading the... Sorry to interrupt. I, yeah, fo- I totally Bobby's forgot that. Bobby's got to come in on that. <laughs> I
1: forgot that one. <laughs> that is prolific. That
0: brought back some memories.
1: Yes, it? it did. And they're
0: not really good ones. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the left leading the charge to demonize the fossil fuel industry. Well, now, folks, guess, uh, guess who's reaching out to the fossil fuel industry? Joe Biden himself. He sent a letter this week threatening... Energy companies, Shell, BP, Valero, the list goes on, Phillips 66, threatening all the oil companies, telling them they must reduce prices. They must increase supply and and reduce prices, or he's going to take emergency war power action, even though we're not in a war. Are we in a war? Are we in a new war? I don't know. Let's let the Biden administration answer that. You can't use war powers when you're not at war. All right. Otherwise, it's not war powers, it's powers. But but the, 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 the blatant problem, the problem that's in the face of America right now, is that you've got you've got you've got an entire party that have They've demonized an entire sector, one of the largest parts of the energy sector, fossil fuels. They've demonized it. They've overregulated it. They've thrown up red tape galore. The EPA has to issue permit after permit after permit. They've paused any new oil leases on federal lands... And now we're having an energy problem because the wind the windmills and the, and the solar panels aren't cutting it. And and we you honestly can't expand it fast enough. And the Biden administration is now reaching out to the oil companies telling them to increase production. Well, you want to know when the last time a new a, an oil refinery was built? The last time an oil refinery was built, a major oil refinery, was in 1977, 45 years ago when this organization, American Family Association, was founded. Here's from uh, one of these reports I'm reading. The last major refinery to be constructed in the U.S. was Marathon Oil's facility built in Louisiana in 1977. Industry groups and experts blame the declining capacity and lack of new refineries on environmental regulation, i.e. government, and projected fuel demand decline in in the future as governments push green energy alternatives. So, fossil fuels are evil. We don't want them. We're going to solar panels and windmills. But when energy prices go up because we get our energy from fossil fuels, then we blame the fossil fuel industry. This is all a sham. It's all a joke. We need fossil fuels for the sake of humanity.
3: Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As David prepared to face Goliath, Saul tried to outfit David with Saul's personal armor. But David didn't have Saul's armor when he faced the lion or the bear. And David recognized that he didn't need the armor to slay Goliath. Today, many Christians yield to the temptation to be hipper, cooler, even a little fuzzy on the clear teachings of Scripture in order to face the Goliaths of our day. But Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. We don't need a cool light show to be effective ambassadors for Christ. All we need is to offer what we have freely received. We know the transforming power of Christ because he has transformed us.
1: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
4: This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you ever heard your girl utter the phrase, well, that's my truth? Oh, how those words can frustrate a parent, especially in circumstances where her truth is in direct contrast to the actual truth. It might sound silly, but could she truly be confusing her opinion with actual fact? These days our world has a hard time deciphering the difference between perception and reality. One need only log on to social media to see the muddling between fact and fiction. As followers of Christ, we rely on the Bible as the place of comfort and teaching, and capital T, truth. Scripture is, after all, God breathed, as 2 Timothy puts it. Next time your girl declares her truth, remind her that there is but one source of real truth, and alignment with his word is the true test of
3: certainty.
1: Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God
4: at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
1: Persecuted Christians, they love their enemies and they count it all joy to suffer for the Lord Jesus, but they need your help today. This is Bible League International, and in the Middle East one day, radicals showed up and burned down the house of Nora, nearly killing her and her four daughters, the youngest of which, four years of age, maimed for life with serious burns all over her body. You know what her crime is? Simply that Nora has been leading Arabic-speaking women to Christ, and they need Bibles there in the Middle East. And in Venezuela, a church has been rescuing women, some as young as 12, kidnapped and forced into prostitution. By the drug cartel. They have paid dearly. In fact, one of the members was killed. His corpse pulled behind a truck. But I can tell you this group, even though they're persecuted, is focused on pointing these women to the hope of the gospel. They need Bibles. Bible League is sending God's word to 16,000. Persecuted believers were halfway there. We need to wrap up by the end of June. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give it SendBiblesNow.org. Send Bibles now. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
3: I've read the words in red. How you leave the 99. To find the one written with me on your mind and the prodigal son who ran leaving his home behind the part where the father came running to meet him did you say that with me on your mind who am i
0: back to the core here on American Family Radio. That was Me On Your Mind, Me On Your Mind by Matthew West. Uh, That was a song there you just heard on Worship Wednesday, Me On Your Mind by Matthew West. Hey, I want to welcome Wesley Wildman in studio, my brother Wesley. Yes, he's my brother. I do claim him, despite what they say. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) he's on the show to talk about multiple things. But Wesley, the, uh, we were talking during the break about the the war on oil and fossil fuels, and how ironic it is that now the Biden administration is begging the oil industry to increase production. Yeah, that's a, a
5: been interesting. You know, you kind of wonder where he gets his information from at times, and how much is it concerned with the in the interest of the American people or his agenda? Because this is should be a common ground or or common. This is, this is should be a place where both uh, Republicans and Democrats can come together on because this whole idea of, 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 of using, of not using oil and gas and our natural resources Mm -hmm. to, to produce jobs and, and uh, the things that we need in our country should be a place where it's a, a common common denominator.
0: Yeah, it's just, it should be non-controversial. Like, yeah, hey, we easy. need we need energy. Here's the
5: efficient live way, our way lives. to do it. <laughs> yep, and, and here's the efficient way to do it, and yeah. here's the way that um. But I, I I'm guessing ultimately it's going to come down to just a handful of people that want to push the uh, global climate and global. Yeah globalist and then from there they guilt people to be on their team
0: yeah that's a good point and and as i mentioned the last refinery the last new refinery build was in 1977 and and bobby made a good point during the break you know with with the demonization of fossil fuels i mean who's going to raise their hand and build a new refinery Because the AOCs of the world and the Bidens of the world, they're going to launch a war and lawsuits against any oil company that would dare build a new refinery. I mean, we can't even get the XL pipeline built. We can't even get the Keystone XL pipeline built, which isn't a refinery. It's just a transportation hub. And we can't even build, we can't even lay metal pipes in South Dakota Mm -mm. (laughs) or North Dakota to carry oil into the U.S. So folks, when you elect people who hate our country, when you elect people who promote oil, the climate hoax and demonize major sources of energy. This is what you're gonna get. Well, Wesley, on a separate topic, let's talk about Men of Honor. You came on my show, other shows, talked about the Men of Honor program. We're actually doing it each Tuesday here at our headquarters throughout June and July. Tell us what is Men of Honor. Yes, and before I do that, let me give us an update. Well, no,
5: that's I, let me do. Let me tell you what it is, and then I'm gonna tell you what it is. Then I'm gonna give you an update of what's happened here. On campus, and then I'm going to give you a way that you can uh, take what what we discuss today and do it at your location, wherever you are listening today, in your community. So, Men of Honor is a eight week program, eight week program where we meet once a week, and we read the Bible, we do discussion time uh, about the Bible study that we learned, and then we learn a life skill, a skill that all young men should know. And if they and 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 they most of them don't at the ages between seven and seventeen, most of these boys don't, therefore we provide them a life skill anything from changing attire to applying for a job to having a local law enforcement come in and talk to them uh any type of skill uh that they would need that would be helpful and we we have an etiquette class one week where we go over manners um all types of things like that, so that's what that's what it is. The Snake Week course is for young men ages seven to seventeen. Most of these young men come from a very uh difficult home life in which they don't have a male figure to disciple them, mm. or they don't have a father figure to teach them these things. Uh, that's not always the case. It's open for all young men. Nonetheless, we're trying to fill a need. Uh, we're trying to fulfill a hole that is out there in our in our country, which is the lack of uh husbands in the home so that's what that's the goal that's the reason we're doing it this is our third year we meet once a week during the month of june and july for an hour and a half and like i said we have a great at we have a great afternoon. now i did leave off that as the boys are getting there and as we're preparing to start the class for 20 or 30 minutes leading up to it we also provide all types of games from cornhole to basketball to football flag football And we eat pizza. So there's a lot of fellowship going on getting to know the boys because we know that the boys only care as much as you're willing to show that you care about them. And Mm -hmm. so it's more than just a get in here, take these notes, and go home. We get to know these young men. And so that is a program. Men of Honor is a program that's hosted at the Don Wildman Center for Cultural Transformation every summer. And so we're doing something with our new facility. We're hosting 20, 30 young men here within the Tupelo area. Now, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, let me just give you all an update of what we've done up to this point. We've now met twice in the Don Wilma Center for Cultural Transformation over the last two Tuesdays. The last two Tuesdays we met, as I mentioned, we ate pizza, we fellowship, and then our Bible study for week one was what does the Bible say or can we define what grace is? And the grace obviously led us into the discussion of the gospel, and we discussed it. And week one, uh, our skill time, we had 20 boys, 25 boys, where we looked at how to plug a tire, how to jump off a car, and how to change a tire. And then week, three, week two, yesterday, we met together, and we discussed the importance of God's Word, what is the Bible, um, and how the Bible... Can, by, it was uh, uh, Isaiah 5511 that says, if we hide God's word in our heart, that we will not sin against him. And so hiding God's word in our heart, I'm sorry, 5511 says that it will not return void. Hmm. That's 5511. So uh we learned that the, the Bible's important, and then we finished with our skill set where we learned about how to use a hammer in a proper way, how to use a drill in a proper way, how to use a, a saw in a proper way. And so these things, using safety, uh, as we use tools. And then we finished by building a bird, each child, each young man got to build a birdhouse. And so mm. there was a great amount of fellowship, getting to teach a guy how to use a hammer for the first time, uh, teaching them during the classroom setting to take good notes, making sure they're paying attention. Uh, then we have, you know, obviously discussion time where we talk about the things we learn from scripture. And so it's just a, a wonderful time of fellowship. And so that's an update of what we've done here, uh on campus
0: yeah and and i'll say wesley you know for me you and i came from uh this program is aimed at uh young men we we let men of uh young men of any background come and mm-hmm. but it's aimed at at helping young men who don't have a father figure mm-hmm. in right. the home but 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 we let kids come who do have dads at home we let them all come um uh but but that's what it's aimed at 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 helping and and helping to fix in our society Wesley but you and I came from a very stable home life all right we had mom and dad at home Uh, all of our grandparents were all married for 40 50 plus years that's right Uh, a lot of stability from a family structure standpoint generational blessing yes and and that's 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 what scripture wants that's what scripture desires is that type of stability um, but that being said, I've been around people who came from broken homes. And, that's a, you know, we're not a – all of us, if you're – you know, if you've been on this, on this earth for, for several years or decades now, you've been around people and, and been around and had friends that come from single family home or single uh, – like a single mom or the parents got divorced or a parent passed away and just some very sad situations – but I, Wesley, I was talking to some of the young men, and it just, I, I know these issues exist, mm-hmm. yep. and and I'm not immune or, you know, detached from the realization of sure. of what, what our culture is dealing with. But just talking to some of these young men. I mean, they come from very sad situations, yes. very tragic backgrounds. Yep. You know, one of them hadn't seen their dad since they were born. Um, but it just, it just makes this issue of fatherhood
5: all the more important to me. It does, and that's why I've always had a heart for young men without dads, and so that's why between my heart of wanting to do something about this and with the platform of AFA and AFR, and and this being a core issue of AFA, which is marriage and family, Hmm. we have, AFA has gone out on the forefront. Not only have we provided, which we're about to discuss, the curriculum, for you to do anywhere in the country, but we also wanted to be an example for you. So we're doing it ourselves so that if you have any questions or need anything, and we've also, uh, for lack of a better word, have um, uh, ironed it out for you. Yeah. So the curriculum that we have, uh, let me go and give you that, and then I'll get back to talking about the importance of uh, mm-hmm. dad and home. AFA.net, go to AFA.net, uh, sorry, yes, go to AFA.net and click on the tab Resource Center afa.net. Click on the tab Resource Center, and you can get your Men of Honor curriculum. So what I discussed that we're doing on site, you can get completely for free. It's an eight-week course, eight-week program. It gives you a step-by-step of how we do what we do here at AFA to disciple young men in persons during the summer. At the same time, it also leaves you a little bit of room to tweak it to adapt where you are, whether that be in a prison setting, whether that be at uh church it gives you a little bit of room to adapt the uh the curriculum for you so you can go to afa.net click on the tab resource center and it's completely the free free we've ironed it out we've done all the tests we've done it for three years we know exactly how this works and is efficient and there's no excuses for not having enough time because i set th- this program was set up with a guy that has uh, he's a deacon he's a he's a uh travel baseball coach i'm a dad Maximize time. Um, yeah, so I maximize. So, so it's it's only eight meetings. It's
0: eight gatherings for an hour, for an and, hour, half. hour and a half. 90 you,
5: minutes. Yeah, you can do this. Um, we, we
0: have, for our listeners who say, hey, I want I want to download this PDF. We yeah. uh, On my podcast page, AFA at the Core podcast page, on our website, afr.net, you go to afr.net, click on the podcast tab, click on AFA at the Core, you'll see today's show, and you can uh, download the Men of Honor PDF from our resource center. So we are linking to that on my podcast page. Uh, taking you directly to our resource center here at AFA, but Wesley, three things I noticed that young men need, and this is young men of of any stripe, any background. Um, they need number one, primarily, they need spiritual counsel. Number two, they need emotional counsel, mm-hmm. and number three, they need behavioral counsel. Yep. Uh, because I, you know, we interact with these young men. And folks, uh, and I'm speaking to the dads out here and the moms. Uh, there are many young people in this country, uh, in, in our communities, that have never heard some someone say something positive to them. Mm-hmm. They've never heard somebody tell them that they love them. They've never heard somebody give them. They've never had somebody give them a hug. They've never heard somebody tell them that they're doing a good job at you know school or sports or whatever they're doing or chores around the house. Uh, so that's the emotional support, the emotional counsel. Uh, but but young people, young men, they need to be instructed on how to how to carry themselves, mm-hmm. how to behave. Yeah. You know what's proper, what's not. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. All these basics. Some some of us view this as basics, and you learn that when you're three. But folks, we gotta we gotta just pound this stuff mm-hmm. into our culture, into our young people, Wesley, so that they can be formed right, discipled right. And go on to make an impact.
5: Yeah, and I'm asking the listening audience right now to go download the curriculum and start in your community. But if you, but 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 listen to me, you don't have to have the curriculum. This is a very organized, structured way in which we. It's been proven that works. Nonetheless, if you are not in a position to where you can do this curriculum from start to finish, do not let that keep you from finding a young man at church who needs uh, who needs that affirmation, that structure, that guidance, don't let that keep you from meeting with him mm-hmm. once a week or twice a week, uh, for a certain period of time, maybe that's five or six months taking them into a baseball game. You can do everything that we're doing now, uh, in in a one-on-one meeting with, with someone driving to a baseball game. It mm. can be done. What the whole purpose of this is a, is to fulfill the huge need out there, which is for, Godly men to disciple other godly men. Now, with that said, it starts with your family. If you're married and you have children, you need to disciple. That needs to be your first realm, that first layer of discipleship. Yeah. So don't oh, don't step over them to get to the men of honor course. Right. Start with your family, and as a, in addition to your family, show your family, show your kids that 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 this is so important to you. That is the the great commission. What God, what Jesus commanded us to do show them that this is so important to you that you're going to start discipling others so yeah and
0: and and one last thing i'll mention wesley is that folks discipleship doesn't have to happen in a classroom setting no all right that's part of it we can teach young people and 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 peers we can teach them lessons in real time yep no matter what you're doing there are lessons to be learned so pay attention look for opportunities wesley Hey, look, uh, hopefully
5: uh, toward the end of the summer, I'll give you another update as we get into July. And then at the end of the summer, hopefully we'll
0: have a couple of the young men to come on and give their testimonies on their experience. So, Excellent. All right, Wesley, thanks for coming on the show. AFA at the core. Hey, we got a special guest. You're not going to want to miss it. Next segment, talking about the China threat, communism, and why Western Judeo-Christian values is the way of a prosperous future. AFA at the core. I'll be back in just a few minutes.
1: When you hear this, this is American family news. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective.
4: Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience.
1: If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net.
2: AFA Exxon.
3: One
1: news now. American Family Radio. Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One News Now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Repairing the foundation. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe.
3: American Family Studio. And to
1: quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations.
2: AFA Journal.
1: Make a better connection with AFA at AFA dot net slash connect
4: A message from Hannah's heart.
0: Becoming a dad is a big deal. But it's not always easy. Infertility affects one
1: in eight couples, and it can drain you financially, physically, emotionally,
0: and spiritually. As men, we feel the need to provide for our wives, fix what's hurting, give them children, and protect them. So watching your wife hurt deeply and knowing you have no way to make it stop, it's excruciating. Not to mention,
1: you really want to be called dad. But remember this, our God is the original Father, and we are His children. In the same way that you desire to care for your family, God longs
0: to provide and care for you. In fact, one of His names is Jehovah-Jireh, the God who provides. No matter what you're going through, just remember, He is a good
3: Father, and He's got you.
1: Hannah's Heart is a program for couples struggling with infertility and miscarriage. Tune in Saturdays at 5 p.m. Central on AFR. AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
0: Welcome back to the core here on American family radio. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Hey, uh, we're going to take calls at the uh, end of this segment if we have time. So uh, we're going to jump to our guest. If we have time, I'll give out the number. Uh, but I'm not going to give out the number now because we may not have time. <laughs> but we're going to jump to our guests first. If we're not able to take calls today, uh, we'll make sure we take calls another day this week before we wrap up the week here on The Core. Well, uh, jumping straight to uh, to the line we have on with us now, Kay Rubikic. She is uh, an author, speaker, TV show host, and uh, a, um, a uh, many other things that I could, I could introduce her as. But Kay, uh, welcome to AFA at The Core.
4: Thank
0: you. glad to be here. Well, Kay, uh, one of the issues that, that you're an expert on, you have firsthand account uh, of, is the, the Chinese Communist Party, the threat uh, that China poses to Western values, to our Judeo-Christian values. And, you know, you and I, we're aware of this threat. We keep up with it. We track it. You know, But a lot of people don't fully grasp the problems, the major evil that comes out of China and that takes place in China. Tell us a little bit about your background and why this is such an important issue to you.
4: Oh, what a question. That is so important. This is exactly what I think we need to be talking about because, you know, with, with my background, even though I've been studying this for 20 years, I, I, I didn't realize only in the last, uh, especially since the pandemic, everyone's starting to realize that we've got a, we've got a problem here with, with what's going on with, with uh, China and, and these communist values. Um trying to take over christian values and traditional american values so my background I, i'm also a filmmaker and um and I've been working in the in the industry in production for more than twenty years um and and I've also been involved in human rights uh, especially with what with china they have the worst human rights record in the world um they the more people have been killed under the uh, Well, in general, in the Communist Party than anywhere, anywhere in in modern history, more than both world wars combined. That's the number of people that have been killed by communism. And in China, it's it's very, it's very serious. Uh, It's got to the point where in China you can, they are killing prisoners of uh, political prisoners, religious prisoners um, for the sale of their organs. Um, And that's been found uh, on a number by independent tribunals and lawyers and uh, internationally. And and these are are just an example of some of the crimes of communism. And there's never been any, uh, no one's ever been held to account, right? There's never been any trials or anything for the crimes of communism. So my family actually escaped communism first in Russia during the Uh, uh, 1919, uh, the year 1919, uh, when the Russian Revolution took place and communists took over the nation of Russia. Um, So, my family had to escape because they were religious believers, they were also landowners. They would have been killed, Um, so they escaped, and where did they go? They went to China. Um, before China was under communist control, but then my father was born in, in China. He grew up there as a, as a young Russian boy there, uh, in a very strong Christian family. Um, but then the communist party took over China and uh, tens of millions of people died um, the years soon after my father left. He was very lucky that they escaped when he did. His family escaped to Australia, which is where I grew up. And so I my husband's family also escaped communism um so i like to say you know my family escaped communism in three countries over three generations first wow. russia china and my husband is from czechoslovakia the former czechoslovakia now called the czech republic uh when it was uh, occupied by the communists before the berlin wall fell his family were um at risk of political persecution, and uh, they didn't want the family and the kids to be arrested, so they risked everything for freedom and for their family to stay together. And they escaped to Australia, and they were very lucky to make it. It was quite a quite a daring escape, and a lot a lot on the line. And they rebuilt their lives from scratch. So, and then myself, I was a human rights activist. I went to China. Um, I got arrested on Tiananmen Square for holding a banner. That's it. I didn't break any law, mm. but I was put into a basement prison in China, and um, and I got to see face to, I got to go face to face with Chinese police, and it just blew my mind to see how they think. And this is where now that I live in America, and I understand more about like, the 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 amazing values of the you know the founding of this nation, the Judeo Christian founding, the faith, family, and freedom that we have here. I value it more than I ever have. And I, I want to make sure that my family always have a safe place to be able to practice their, um, their faith and to have the freedom to run a business, to, uh, you know, all the things that we take for granted. And this is exactly why we need to understand uh, what is happening in China, because we those values that we hold so dear here are at risk. And I can say that because of my personal experience, and the, and the movies and the book that I've made um, based on my experiences.
0: Well, okay, let, let me let me let me ask you this, and and you know it is it is uh, very difficult, if not impossible, to understand the hearts and the minds of individuals and our leaders. But but the U.S. and when I say the U.S., I'm talking about America's governmental leaders, past, current, pa- and past presidents, uh, current and past members of Congress, including the U.S. Senate, and you got the whole bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. But the U.S. has has cozied up and that's putting it mildly. But we have we have basically from an economic standpoint, we have partnered with the Chinese Communist Party for decades now. This is not a new phenomenon that's been going on. You know, you can go back to the Clinton days and prior where this all began. But why would a nation like the US and her leaders that clearly are representing even though they themselves may not espouse these beliefs or sincerely believe these things but they the, the lead, our leaders are representing a nation a free country that is built on everything that China hates but yet we want to marry ourselves economically uh, to Such an evil nation. Why would we marry ourselves to China and put ourselves in such a vulnerable position? It's exactly
4: what we need to be thinking about. And what I found is, is I interviewed dozens of victims from the Chinese Communist Party, and I also interviewed dozens of former Communist Party officials to understand their mentality. And when you understand how they think, um. Because it's not how we think. Those, you know, those of us who grew up in a, you know, Judeo-Christian family and household, we we generally taught to follow things like the Ten Commandments. And um, but under a communist nation, they are taught atheism, and they are taught that they can play God, and that there is a small group of elites that know better than everyone else. They're apparently they're smarter than us, they're richer than us. And that they need to tell us what to do. They want to play God. And that is the mentality that we face. And when we replace God with human law only, then the bureaucracy only gets worse and worse and worse because we're we're still human, right? We're, we are so far from perfect. And and we're, we're, we're always, we we're got to keep improving ourselves, right? But we, we know we are not perfect beings. Um, And and that's exactly why we, in my opinion, why we need divine law, not just the human law. But under communism, socialism, progressivism, all these names, um, this is the mentality where people get duped to think that they can play God and that they um, they can control the lives of millions of people. And sometimes, but there's some people who really just, they just want the money. Um, they they, they buy, get sold by short term monetary gains, financial gains. They line their pockets and they maybe not thinking about the future generations and the, the debt and the, the repercussions of what happens when you owe China a heck of a lot of money. Mm. Um, that that's the kind of thing. So I think there's a few different mentalities. You know, some people just want the money, and others have woken up and said, "These last ten years, we made a mistake." We are dealing with a criminal state in china and and anyone dealing with them we're we're you know we're at risk and but there's some people that really they they want that um you know they're following that thinking of that you know they want they want to have a global society and you know, so there's a few different ways to think about it but but you know for us, I think we really got to come back to our roots. And understand and remember what made this country great. Yeah, and and that's that's our greatest hope and strength.
0: Yeah, and Kay, I've said multiple times, you know, we're, we are in no position. I'm talking from a from a realist, practical standpoint. We we are in no position. The U.S. is in no position to take on China from a major standpoint. I mean, yeah, we can throw throw some tariffs their way, you know, do some bureaucratic policy stuff, which Trump did, President Trump, and he did what he could. Um, but and he, he was pretty aggressive with China. But at the same time, when you look at how much we rely on them for everyday necessities, and I'm not talking tennis shoes, I'm talking pharmaceutical supply chain, computer chips, technology, uh, you go down the line, the lithium now and the the cobalt and these minerals that we need for these batteries that we all use. I mean, I could keep going and on and on and on. But, but we're in no position to take China on through any substantial means. So we're extremely vulnerable. We're really at their mercy, and our leaders need to wake up to it. Uh, kay, uh, last, uh, tell, tell us where our, our listeners can find out more about you, maybe read your book that you wrote that you released in 2020.
4: Absolutely. Um, my website is myname.com so K-A-Y. Rubicek R U B A C E K dot com. So you can access all my all my um works and movies and and there.
0: All right. So that's K A Y and then your last name. So your first name's K K A Y, that's simple. Your last name is Rubacek, and that's R U B C E K. Do I have that right? R U B A C E K. Yes. A C E K. I got you. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Kay, for coming on the show. Appreciate your background, your experience, and what you've been through, and the fact that you're speaking up for freedom. Uh, Thank you so much, and please keep fighting.
4: Thank you very much. All the best.
0: All right. There we have it. That's Kay uh, Rubikek. She's a longtime producer, director, and uh, someone who speaks out on the threats of China to the West, not only the U.S., but other Western countries as well and you know as she said there's multiple reasons why we're in the position that we're in Uh, but to me folks this is the litmus test i mean this is the litmus test if you're going to talk about foreign policy with anybody this is the litmus test i mean this is it you can take this one issue and you can really uh, uh understand how someone views the world by talking to them about their view of china you know and if they if they they start to waffle and they want to ride the fence and well you know they're a good trade partner and you know and they start you know you know going down this path of of making excuses for the evil that China is committing uh, that person's not going to be strong on this issue they're not going to be strong on this issue and and we also have to uh, uh, cease our reliance on them I mean I thought I genuinely thought once when when China released the virus. In 2019, I genuinely thought like this is it, like this is gonna force our leaders to divorce ourselves ourselves from China. I thought this is it. We're gonna we're gonna pull the supply chain back to our allies and back to the U.S. Uh, we're gonna make a lot of a lot of changes that are gonna help this country in the long run. What do you know? Three years later, here we are in the same position, still relying on China. Uh, for basic necessities of uh, living here in America. So our leaders, they didn't learn the lesson. They did not learn the lesson, and they refused to act. And this is why another—I mean, I could. we're going to continue clearly going on about this until we end the show, but this is why President Biden is, is in no position to handle foreign policy as it relates to China. I mean, he should recuse himself from handling foreign policy— with China, and that would be unprecedented. He would never do it, but he he really shouldn't be commander in chief. With the conflicts he and his son Hunter Biden have with China, I mean they've done billions of dollars in in personal business deals with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Biden went over there multiple times as vice president with Hunter, so they could cut business deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars uh, that go directly to the Biden family. Uh, so there's issues there. There's conflicts. And President Biden is extremely weak, uh, as it relates to China and understanding the threat of the Chinese commun- Chinese Communist Party moving forward. So, as we, you know, as we continue to monitor uh, American policy and American foreign policy, and we have these candidates going into the midterms, we, we're having primaries now. You got these candidates speaking up on different issues. This seems to be an issue that's talked about. You know, how, what? How do you view China? What would you do to take on China? What would you do to decrease American reliance on the Chinese Communist Party? It needs to be discussed. It needs to be moved upon. And we need to stop taking money. Our leaders need to stop taking bribes and money from the Chinese Communist Party. Politicians, business leaders, so on and so forth. This is the foreign policy issue of the day. Despite Ukraine, despite Russia, Afghanistan, China is the threat to American freedom. AFA at the core, we'll see you next time.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast